Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's get right to it. We'll bring on in Doug Mouton, sports director for WWL-TV Channel 4. You can hit him on Twitter at WWL. Doug, what's going on, man? Not much. What's up with you? Uh, you know, I'm just uh, – we're, we're kind of in this slog of training camp. I'm kind of going through what the players are going through. We're, we're, we're pulling doubles here. So, you know, we're, we're worn out, man. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, it's, you know what, at that time of year, I, I love this time of year. You know, LSU started this week, Tulane started this week, and the Saints are full go. But there is certainly a slog, I think it's the first you just used, before you get to that first uh, preseason game. Yeah, it, it was interesting listening actually to um, your colleague and my friend Andrew Doak out there. He, he kind of peppered Cam Jordan with a lot of questions I thought were good ones about the defensive line and the talent around him. I, it's one of the questions I think you and I have had on the air before. Have you seen anything at camp that will make you more positive or maybe less positive about that group? No, and in all honesty, anybody who says they can see a lot about the defensive line at this point in camp is probably exaggerating what they're seeing. I mean, look – the one thing about the early portion of camp, you always hear about receivers and DBs stepping up. They're always the stars because, you know, linebackers and linemen have only hit for a couple of days and they haven't had a chance to show much. So we really haven't seen much. But look, the defensive line is one of the areas of the team that is certainly a, a concern. And a concern is probably over-exaggerating it because I think they're going to be just fine. But it is certainly – I mean, look, it's a deep, talented roster, but if you had to take it by position group, defensive line is probably the position group with the most questions. Yeah, you mentioned that receivers stand out. We've talked a lot about Michael Thomas as he was negotiating that extension. Well, that got done five years, and I guess it's $100 million after possible incentives. could be $20 million a year. Uh, any, no buyer's remorse, Doug, because I know you were, you were a guy, and a lot of people were, you've got to get this guy done. Got to get him in camp, and here he is. No, look, I'm 100% in. First of all, the salary cap keeps going up. Second of all, sports writers and sports casters have for about the last <laughs> seven years said, there's no way the Saints can do this. There's no way they can make it. Their salary cap is a mess. And every year, the Saints figure out a way to make the accounting work and get it done. All I know is, and Rod Walker from The Advocate said it most succinctly first, the Saints are a Super Bowl team with Mike Thomas. They are not a Super Bowl team without him. Um, And that's sort of harsh, but it's probably true. Um, You have to have that number one weapon to make everything go. So, yeah, look, if you're going to make a run at a Super Bowl, and those of us who grew up in New Orleans, we understand how unbelievably rare and and crazy that is. This team is talented enough to do it now. I think they're going to do it now. But the only way it happens now is if Mike Thomas is here. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. And and if not, he's in the top two or three. Uh, He'll be paid like he's in the top two or three. I mean, look, this is golf backwards now. I mean, this is the salary he's earned. The greatest thing about golf as far as from salary standpoint is that 
at the end of a weekend at a tournament, you get paid what you earned, right? Mm-hmm, like, right. if you have a terrible tournament, even if your name's Tiger Woods, although you probably get an appearance fee if you're Tiger Woods, <laughs> but if you don't make right. the cut, you make zero. And that's a beautiful thing. And for two years, the Saints have gotten one of the greatest bargains in the NFL. They got a $20 million or they got an $18 million receiver for $1 million for the last two years. Now they're paying market price. But if you look at it this way, over the course of three years, he'll make $22 million. It's still an unbelievable bargain. I was struck by uh, Michael Thomas at the uh, press conference yesterday he had after practice. I don't think anybody would describe Thomas as a humble guy, but he was really humble and almost uh, uh, taken aback. You could kind of see it in his eyes and in his comments about the deal that got done. I mean, this was a kid that had worked so hard, and we know about his uncle, Keyshawn, who was the number one overall draft pick. And, yeah, it was, just, it was almost – I don't know if you saw this too, Doug, but almost a different Thomas, at least it was yesterday for me. Yeah, although he has always been a guy, and you see this in players, that in, in an interview situation when he's actually on camera is not nearly as bold as he will be in social media later. That in interview situations, look, he has always been incredibly nice True. and respectful and incredibly easy to deal with. I mean, he's one of the good guys in that locker room. I think, look, his teammates love him. He works unbelievably hard. Sets an un- You talk about he and Cam Jordan and the example that they set every day at practice. Look, I thought you had to have him. He's making what he deserves. I mean, anybody who doesn't want to pay, that's what, he, that's what the market dictates, and he's making what he has earned. And so, personally, I have no problem with that. I mean, I'd love to think all of us would make what we've earned. Yes, yes, exactly, Doug. Right. How are you going to complain about Michael Thomas? And that's what I've always said, even though I have reservations about the salary cap impacts, I've always said Michael Thomas deserves that $20 million, considering uh, you know what he's done the first three seasons in the league. Uh, he's- well, I don't think the salary cap impact is going to be as bad as people might think because the salary cap keeps going up by such large numbers that by the time we hit the third year of this deal, that number is not going to be – Uh, it's not going to be weighing down the salary cap the way it might have at that number three years ago when the total team cap was so much less. Yeah, it's a good, yeah no, it, it makes sense. It's a good point. We're talking to Doug Mouton, sports director for WWL-TV Channel 4, and that goes to all the decisions that Mickey Loomis is going to have to make, and you referenced this earlier. He always seems to find a way to make it work, but all of these players coming up, Kamara, Ramchek, Armstead uh, coming up again, all these players that Davis will have to deal with here. Uh, not worried at all about potential hey, maybe we're not going to be able to pay these guys because we've got a $20 million receiver, and who knows what Drew does. Well, I would worry about it one at a time. Mike Thomas, and I said this on the air the other day, when I was in, my first job was in South Dakota, we had a CBA team, and it was Flip Saunders was the coach, and Eric Musselman was the general manager, and they were incredibly successful. Billy Donovan was on that team, and Sidney Lowe, a bunch of Keith Smart, a bunch of future NBA coaches. They had this, there were literally like eight of them, connected that all became NBA head coaches and they made a trade one time and I asked them about it it was like a five for one trade and I said I said that's crazy you gave away five good players and Eric looked at me and Flip was standing right there and he said we gave away five good players for one great player Mm -hmm. you win championships with great players and I've never forgotten that line Mike Thomas is a great player he's an elite guy who can get you to a Super Bowl. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with a collection of good players. 
You need some great players. And I feel like this team has four elite players who are among the best at their position, and that's Breeze, Cam Jordan, Kamara, and Thomas. Then they have a bunch of really good guys who could potentially be – but to me, you got four guys, and those first four, and they have taken care of Breeze, they did take care of Jordan, and they did take care of Thomas. I am sure that they can – when the time comes, take care of Kamara. But you also have them one at a time. You will not have Ramchek and uh, Lattimore next summer. As a first-round draft pick, you get a fifth-year option on those guys. So you don't have to worry about them until year four, which would be the summer of 21. The summer of 20 is going to be about Kamara and then maybe Marcus Williams. And look, that's the kind of guy that you might not be able to keep and you will have hard decisions. But to me, you don't make your hard decisions on your elite players. And Mike Thomas, the the person who is most anti-Mike Thomas would still have to put him in the top five receivers in the NFL. And that's not the guy that you take a stand on. That's the guy you keep. The guy who's the 15th best at his position, that's the guy you take a stand on maybe and try to find somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And you mentioned the summer of 20 and then 21. Well, that's when the new CBA will be negotiated, and who knows? Maybe we'll see the the salary cap just skyrocket, right? And the fact is you have a unique opportunity right this minute to get to the Super Bowl. And the only way that's going to happen is with Mike Thomas and with Mike Thomas dominating and with Mike Thomas – drawing double coverage potentially the only way that happens is if he's on the field so at this unique time in saints history um and look mickey loomis said it on that opening day press conference and seth it was your question and i've referenced it nine times since then he said there you do think differently especially from a salary cap standpoint when you're in what did he say right now mode. right yes mm-hmm. and you right have now to you mode have to is how he described it and that's ex- it's the only play. It's not only the right play, it's the only play the Saints had. And if he had been for $23 million or something crazy, $20 million is where the salaries were going. My guess is in the next couple of weeks, Julio Jones is going to get that or more. It's, it's, where it, it's not out. I mean, for all the years people would complain about Drew Brees' salary, I would say that's what he has earned. And I, I never – would say a man who's earned or or a woman when i say man i mean a human um you get if you've earned it more power to you congratulations i don't care what it is and this the way the structure is what he has earned is to be that that highly paid and clearly the saints agree with what i'm saying well you mentioned great players and it takes great players to win we're talking to doug mouton of wwl tv channel four i don't think there's been anybody greater on the court than lebron james during this generation the greatest player of of our generation david griffin and he walked back this a little bit today but he unloaded doug on the Cavs and on lebron james kind of saying just paraphrasing here don't want to get to all the quotes because we have limited time but paraphrasing that it was all about lebron was never about the franchise and that it was all about me and he wasn't willing to take the blame and it was just a pressure-packed situation where he broke down in tears multiple times he didn't know what to do what'd you make all this yesterday from griffin well it was a lot um and look, how the inner workings worked, um, you, you know, obviously I don't, I don't know. The one thing that he said that I, that I really did find interesting because it sort of relates to what he's doing now is he said it was, I think he used the word 
inorganic way to build a team. And, and that part I felt like I did definitely understand because you're starting with a super, I mean, in a perfect world, you're going to build through the draft, almost the way the Pelicans have started already. You might have a guy or two, but really you're going to build through the draft and try to work your way up. This was sort of had to be an instant big, an instant build. So the, the pieces you were looking for, you were working backwards. And he said work inorganic. You're working backwards because you, you're not trying to develop pieces. You're just trying to find something that's plug and play to work around what LeBron does. And so it, it comes out, you know, it's an unusual way to build a team when you start with this veteran superstar. You clearly can't have many, you know, kids on the team because they're not going to have time to develop. You've got to win right this minute. And that, I, I, I got that part of it. Now, the part about the personal relationship and LeBron's attitude towards winning changing, you're right. I, I was a little surprised to see all that because everything I've heard out of him in Cleveland was all, um, you know, we love you, we love you kind of stuff. So it, it was a little unusual. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, 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 other than the one part that I latched onto that I sort of got was building a team backwards in an inorganic way. I think I understood what you're saying with that, but the rest of it, um, I, I guess it, it was definitely a little surprising. I'll say that. Uh, just, just food for thought here. Not trying to keep you too long here, but I've, I've just thought this. I've thought this a long time before Griffin said it. LeBron's the, the best player of this generation, but he has only three titles. I just wonder, Doug, if he wasn't such a you know an, a control freak, kind of an egomaniacal control freak with the front office, if he wouldn't have more titles. I don't know anybody, Doug, who could argue he'd have less titles if he wasn't like that, right? No, I don't think so. And actually, if you wanted evidence of him, the, the controlling nature, you could see what he did with the Anthony Davis situation. Yeah. I mean, clearly the way that played out, especially the further you got away from it, was literally LeBron James telling Anthony Davis what to do from the beginning. And Anthony Davis, who has always sort of had the personality of a secondary guy. Anthony Davis has never had a lead dog personality which is actually I think he'll fit in better in Los Angeles. He won't have to be the lead dog. He clearly took his orders from LeBron James every step of the way to the point that last season, and we found this out from Alfred Payton, after the season was over, Anthony Davis was already telling the team before they started the season that he may be asking for a trade at some point. I think that was all fed to him by LeBron, and he basically for the entirety of last year did what LeBron told him to. He's Doug Mouchon, sports director for WWL-TV Channel 4. Doug, what you got on tonight's program 10? Seth, I am at my daughter's house cleaning shells. Oh. (laughs) It is is Ricardo and Andrew's show tonight. Uh, It's full coverage from the Saints practice today. But uh, Friday is mercifully my day off. I love it. Now, I'm happy to talk to Seth Dunlap on the radio, but – uh, Ricardo and Andrew are running the show well, this, today. This had to be like a break for you. Come on, cleaning shelves or chatting yeah, with me? Yeah, right. I know. I know. Yeah, we, uh, we have a house in Metairie we're trying to get my daughter moved into, and I am cleaning shelves. There you go. All right, man. We'll hey, get back it, to it. It's super fun, Seth. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for hanging out a little longer than usual with us. Appreciate it. Uh, anytime, Seth. It's always fun. All right. Doug Mouton right, at WWL on Twitter. Give him a follow there. When we come back, uh, Pelicans News will piggyback on that conversation we just had with Doug. Their schedule is being leaked, and we found out the first time Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and the Lakers 
will make their trek to New Orleans, and it happens pretty darn soon. We'll do that next. We'll tell you when. Coming back on The Last Lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 